0: hello everyone and thank you for coming to the dad's beards nerds prime podcast episode 65 anchors number one nerdy conversational podcast and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard and the other not so much my name's anthony i'm tommy and today we are joined by Jem, a.k.a. Jem the Piercer. She's one of the Australian stallions, part of the pop culturist, co-host, The Young and the Wrestlers. Jem, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's great having you. I, I love all you Aussies and I'm trying to personally be Australia's sweetheart. I want to be on all your TV shows and all your new shows and I want people to be like, who the fuck is this guy from California? And everyone's like, it's Australia's sweetheart. Sandy.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Now another week we are not joined. Uh, George is not joining us again this week. Once again, he is essential. uh, You know he's one of the essential workers, and he's working his ass off to make sure that people in his area have food, toilet paper, and all that jazz. So George will be here in spirit. But Gem, tell us a little bit about yourself, real quick.
1: Um, Well, if you hadn't guessed, I am a body piercer by trade. Um, I'm also studying phlebotomist, aka a uh, somebody who takes blood and things like that. Vampire. Yeah, a vampire, basically. Yeah, in a nicer turn. Um, And I'm a big old wrestling and video game nerd. That's pretty much me.
0: Perfect. All right, let's throw out the housekeeping real quick, and then we'll hop into what are we playing. If you enjoy the podcast, please check out our daily news posted Monday through Friday and an occasional review posted on Saturdays. If you'd like to support the podcast or the listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us, but more about that later. Now, let's start off. with what we always start off with jim what are you playing
1: i am playing kingdom hearts at the moment i'm replaying kingdom hearts 2 specifically yeah so um that's where i'm at at the moment i've just come out of playing portal 2 so having some fun with them
2: nice how are you
0: enjoying uh which kingdom hearts did you say you're playing again i'm sorry two How are you enjoying it? I'm assuming you're playing it on the, what, 2.8 remix or whatever the hell it is? Yeah, the
1: 2.5, yeah. Um, I love it. Kingdom Hearts 2 has always been one of my favorite games ever since I can remember. So as (laughs) a birthday gift last year, my friends got me the whole collection, um, and I've just slowly been replaying through all of those, so I'm up to two now um and just it's just nostalgia city and it's so much fun and you can get immersed in it for hours and especially at the moment with quarantining and things like that it's the perfect game to just pass a day
0: well tommy's our resident uh kingdom hearts expert and i'm sure he loved hearing you say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do uh i haven't played kingdom hearts in forever i played the first and the second one obviously when they were on what ps2 yep and i, I haven't touched it since i think maybe i bought 1.5 remix back on ps3 but i believe I, I put in like maybe an hour into kingdom hearts one that was like i don't need to play this again <laughs> Not that it's a bad game i was just like i don't you know like there are some uh games in the remaster like i gotta play that again and there are some where you think you gotta play it you buy it and then like you get an hour or two in and you're like yeah i don't uh, what's was fine what's was <laughs> <what's> fine <laughs> plus that kingdom hearts mythos is so confusing and I know oh, all wow. the Kingdom Hearts fans who are big Kingdom Hearts fans like it's not that confusing you just have to know quantum physics you need to understand how 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 ring theory works and you have to know about heartless uh the darkness the notness monotonous and monotony tell me if that right there's like 18 factions that's you need not to right at all and like five different <laughs> types that you people. said in
2: that sentence was accurate
0: there's xenos and winos and winos and you need to know them all. Winos. <laughs> You're the
2: only fucking wine.
0: <laughs> oh, I haven't had mug wine in forever. But it's it's
1: it. You can decipher it. It's not that hard.
0: I think one of my favorite explanations was uh I want to say it, they had kind of funny had, and no no I'm sorry not Andrew Gopharm, Uh the current host of uh, IGN's Beyond podcast I uh, cannot remember his name and Damn another fish. uh yeah. Yeah, Dornbush had Dornbush and another lady on their podcast. They had a spoiler cast, I think, for Kingdom Hearts or just to catch people up on it. They brought Dornbush and one other person on specifically for this. And I was listening to it. And by the end of it, I was like, I still don't. I don't understand what he said to me. I don't understand what they just said to me.
2: Way to not plug your own podcast where two people talked about Kingdom Hearts for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You and, and Aaron,
0: right? Wow. Yeah, that's true. You and Aaron too. See, I I, like I, I forgot Destiny. about that. I forgot about you guys even talked about that because that's how much I don't understand it.
2: It's my <laughs> favorite episode to date.
0: <laughs> it was a good episode. Uh we talked with Aaron Muller, the uh the leader of the Scoot Gang, aka Scoot Cast. So <laughs> All right, Tommy. Tommy, what are you playing?
2: Um I literally just beat Kingdom Hearts ten minutes yeah. before recording this. I Hearts three
0: been... or Kingdom Hearts one Hearts one. Oh yeah, you've been replaying through it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've been
2: replaying through them in chronological order Mm. instead of release. So a couple days ago, I just finished Birth by Sleep. I went into Kingdom Hearts 1. I powered through that. That game did not age well. No, I love that game. It is still a great game except for Atlantis. Mm. But that game is dated. And all (laughs) the gummy
0: ship parts. Mm. I mean,
2: gummy ship is a universal garbage aspect of kingdom hearts. I don't mm. understand. Is it to I love load? Kingdom hearts.
0: I feel like, I feel like the gummy ship shit was because it, they needed that time to load up the, the next like area.
2: Cause the gummy ships just made no sense to the me. And they never did. There's, there's no, it's, it's... actual like reasoning and stuff like that behind the gummy ship and all mm. that. And then it becomes so expansive in kingdom hearts three Mm. That it's so much more than just a load screen.
0: There's that yeah. boss, right? You were talking about where you're in the gummy ship.
2: Fuck that boss. <laughs>
0: <man>. <laughs> See, I do remember there you talking about that them. boss.
2: Fuck em.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Worse. But I hate hated. Especially like the controls in the first game are just so. They're just not right. They're just it's not slow. right. Yeah, it's really slow. Everything's like, just. Ugh.
2: Kingdom Hearts 2 did a lot to like speed the game up that I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and birth by sleep feels real weird when you have two analog sticks yeah because that game was built on a console that had one mm. phenomenal game every single one of these games that i just mentioned are great to play yeah yeah but they're just old yeah exactly. was <laughs> so. that
0: was that was twin breakers because twin breakers that, at, at one point you use both up and down for both the sticks and it was like uh, my brain. <laughs>
2: well, oh, my brain. No, Anthony, it works just like any like normal geometry Wars? Like, hack and slash like, game would where you use both cameras, one for movement and one for, well, both analog sticks, one for movement, one for camera.
0: You okay. I thought you were going to say like, like geometry Wars.
2: Uh-uh. But for Birth by Sleep, the way you had to do it was the one analog stick was movement, and then you held L or R to move the camera in the direction you wanted. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was awful.
0: It sounds awful. But it sounds then, awful.
2: obviously, they changed that for the modern controls. And while it worked well, it still feels clunky.
0: Tommy, real quick, can we get a um, a Dexter report? How's he doing?
2: Oh. <laughs> He's right here.
0: That Just little chat bastard. I love him. I love him. He real fat. He looks like, like, <laughs> Lucifer. He's chonky. He's 19 pounds of pure chunk. <laughs> wait, wait, you, you named your cat Lucifer?
1: Yeah, my housemate's named their cat Lucifer, but I okay, him mine I, I live there.
0: Love it.
2: But he is a little sexy uh, cat.
0: <laughs> Tommy, are you still super in love with Destiny and its current season so much?
2: Uh, fuck Destiny's current season. <laughs> I love Destiny, but fuck that season. I haven't played that since we talked about it last week.
0: As an avid Destiny hater, I love to hear Tommy, someone who has put hours and hours and hours into Destiny Thousands talk shit about of hours. Destiny.
2: I it's, <laughs> it's 3000 between the two games combined.
0: It's one of the greatest pleasures I can have in my life is hearing Tommy talk shit about something he he loves so much. Yeah.
2: It's tragic. I never
1: <laughs> really I never is. got into Destiny, so I I can't I can't put any opinion in here.
0: Listen, we've all I, I've ranted and raved about why I hate Destiny so much at this point. Yes, it's like it's like beating that decomposed horse. It's just bones at this point. Mm-hmm. But I hate it. I hate. It. <laughs> I think I think they're hacks, and I think they're fucking cheapskates, and I think they're swindlers. But anyways, <laughs> Bungie's cool, right, guys? They made Halo. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go into what I've been playing. So I finally bought Final Fantasy seven Remake. Okay. I got through chapter one and I'm just at the beginning of chapter two. My God, does this game look great, but I did find one super fucking wonky <laughs> asset that was definitely Damn, from sorry. the PS three. When they were trying to get that going, there's a doorknob, right? When you get into chapter two, the short a doorknob, and it is the most pixelated mess I've ever fucking seen, <laughs> but it's such a, it's such a quick little transition that you like, you're not supposed to notice it, but it's like the asset was just, they were like, okay i mean it's just a fucking doorknob in frame for one second who's gonna notice that i did can't get one past me square enix get out of here with this bullshit no i'm just playing but it was really funny it made me laugh uh game's beautiful as fuck the voice acting's amazing the gameplay's amazing uh it's great it's great it's great i'm happy that i waited a little bit to get it and i wanted to hear what all my friends and you know people were reviewing it about but i mean I, I could really give a shit about what people how people are are reviewing it, but like people like Jono, um, people like you know Aaron Flurple and all them at the Scoot uh, the Scoot Game guys, they were just had nothing but amazing to say, ran in a raving about it. Mm-hmm. So it was time, it was time, and I bought it. I definitely won't. It's not a game I play on stream. I definitely stay away from games like that because I I need to focus on the story, not like chat and all this stuff. That's why I I mainly play Rocket League on stream because yeah. it's fucking mindless. I can get through it and I can pay attention to chat. That's why I but, stream uh, Destiny? <laughs> it's mindless yeah oh well, if you're doing what have you do doing Crucible?
2: anything in destiny I've done I've played destiny so much that even the complicated stuff uh, is mindless to me yeah. that's why you would like when I'm streaming sometimes you'll see me like raid like it's just nothing and I'm just talking to my chat while I'm going and with call outs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. i get you it's just mindless stuff
0: that's mm. just mindless fun well Pretty it's much. not fun for you right now but
2: not right now it's not
0: <laughs> rocket league is very much a game i, I love to hate and yeah. i hate to love it's just that like seems
1: to be the general consensus about rocket league
0: yeah well so i've gotten into 1v1s and it's the most 50 50 luck filled fuck fest i've ever seen in my life <laughs> we're like two v two and three v three like okay we fucked that up okay that was us there's luck here and there but like one v one it's it's so much luck and it sucks when like someone just gets a lucky 50 50 on on the ball and it just goes in the goal because you both yeah. hit it and it's like oh my god fucking kill me yeah it's the most heartbreaking thing in the world but uh yeah rocket league final Remake. I'm still playing Octopath, still chugging along uh, with Octopath, still loving it. Um, it's definitely gotten to the point where it's really grindy. I'm trying to get these alternate – they have these, these extra job classes other than the main eight job classes, and <laughs> I thought I was doing really good against uh, the Archmage, and then it just decided to, like, say, nah, yeah, you, yeah, oh, yeah, you're doing really good. Hey, bend over real quick and shout right in me, no lube. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, one shot kills my whole party, and I'm like uh, – We're all like level 60 plus. What the fuck is happening, game? So, but it's good. It's it's good though. It's good. But at the same time, it's like, give me some fucking slack. I'm at level 60. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. We're going to take a small break. I'm going to come in with some topics with Jem, AKA Jem the Piercer. We'll be right back. And we are back. I hope you enjoyed that sweet and saucy ad. It is my voice. It's not the best ad in the world. I kind of want to make a new ad, Tommy. I want to make like a new ad recording because Anchor hasn't sent us a new one, Go and for it. but but we've still been using the same one. They've still been giving us money from it. Yeah. Um, which is fucking awesome. I'm not complaining. <laughs> not complaining at all. Anchor, thank you. Thank you so much. Keep uh, giving but us that money. And I kind of want to re-record the ad since it like give it a little bit of freshness. For sure. Just kind of maybe be a little sillier with it a little more me. Maybe, maybe throw like a, a, an F word in there or the B word or something really get vulgar with it. You know,
2: I'm
0: sure that okay. just kind of just be like, listen up, you dumb motherfuckers get on anchor. I'm going to cock punch you in the butthole
2: side <laughs> note. Um, when you record that and we inevitably lose our sponsors. Yeah. Uh, Raid, I will whore myself out. <laughs> Hit us Rain, up. Raid Shadow Legends.
0: You know what? Okay, real quick. T- before we we go have in, two podcasts. Before we go into Give us any, that money. <laughs> any topics, there's Raid Shadow Legends, and then there's that goddamn Rise of Kingdoms or whatever the fuck, where the guy's like, oh, old guy. Old guy's pretty cool. Oh, he's a mage. Oh, here comes the big dude. What's he got? Oh, he's a barbarian. And it's the most obnoxious fucking ad. Like, every. It makes me why it makes me yearn for the raid Shadow Legends ads.
2: Never seen that ad.
0: It makes me yearn for you know what next time I get an ad like that, I'm gonna pause it. I'm gonna reverse it. I'm gonna put screen recording on. I'm gonna send it to everybody and be like, you hear that who does this voice so I can find them and bite their dick off? <laughs> it makes me be like, man, I really I really miss those raid Shadow Legends ads. I really miss them. They're very good. I miss them. It literally lowers my IQ. The guy's voice is so dumb. He's like, got this radio voice. He's like, old
2: guys. Oh my God. Old guys are I cool apologize for, for this, everyone. I hate it, Tommy. I hate
0: fault. it. I hate it. Okay. Ran over. Now, topic one. Jem, phlebotomist, mm-hmm. piercer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, piercing is, is there. That seems like something that a lot of people would like to try, like to do. And I think that Is it something very much where like, okay, so you wanted to do it, was it a little squeamish at first or were you just kind of like, this is fucking awesome, boom? Because I feel like a lot of people are like, I want to do piercing, but then when it comes to the act of piercing, maybe they're like, they do their first one and they're like, oh, you know, but like, was that, was it like that for you or did you have to get used to it?
1: A hundred percent. So my first experience with being on the other side of the piercing bed was a job trial. Um, and I watched, uh, another person do a piercing and I was immediately like, I don't feel so good. And I had to go sit down for five minutes. Um, but when I came good and I watched other piercings, I was fine. Um, I think it was just getting into that mentality of like work mode. Um, but when it came to doing my first actual piercing, like I was nervous as shit, not so much because I was squeamish, but I was like, oh, I have to inflict pain on this person. And I don't, I don't like that contrary to popular belief people think that we are like like all piercers like love inflicting pain and we're some kind of crazy kinky people not the case like i hate inflicting pain on people i hate inflicting pain on myself but at the same time you've really got to remind yourself that like people know what they're getting into they're paying you to do this so just suck it up (laughs) yeah um, now
0: what did what came first phlebotomy or piercing
1: Piercing. I've been piercing for six years now. I've been studying lo- mm-hmm. phlebotomy for. Lobotomy? Phlebotomy. <laughs> <laughs> Not lobotomy, phlebotomy. No, I heard
2: you. Like, I just I had to call out the slip
1: up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, lobotomy. lobotomy. I'm secretly a lobotomist. Um, Don't no, piss her um, off, anybody. <laughs> I only started studying, um, well, technically, pathology collection this week. So mm-hmm. that's a very, very brand new thing. And like we were discussing recently, um, it was one of those no brainers for me because the only difference between like piercing and phlebotomy is like when you're taking blood, A, the needles are thinner. Um, and they're medical needles, not blade needles. So they're just a little bit different. Um, and mm-hmm. like with blood taking something's going out with piercing something's going in so it's really not that much difference and like going through the first activity of the course and stuff like that I was like I already know this like I know this better than you do because I study standard like my piercing standards are higher than most doctors and things like that so it's like yeah it's a little bit of an ego there and I do get a bit like oh my god I could do better than that (laughs) I definitely have an ego about myself now it's six years of hard work I've done that
0: it does seem like the two would go hand in hand like if if you're really good at one you would be good at the other
1: exactly it and it's the same things it all comes down to bedside manner being able to calm people down dealing with nervous clients dealing with blood and bodily fluids which i do on a daily basis anyway it's really they do work hand in hand and it's basically same same just different result.
0: see as a child Um, I used to have to go get a lot of testing before they found out that I actually had Tourette's. So I would get pricked and, and get a lot of blood drawn. And I used to always get told, man, you have great veins. It's so great. Mm -hmm. This guy the other day had horrible veins. I had to prick him five times. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I would hate, I would hate to have horrible veins.
1: Yeah. No, I've been in that position. I've had
0: great. What's a horror story you've had
1: for me. Most recently I had to have an MRI on my wrist. I was having some serious issues um and it was first thing in the morning and I was obviously super super tired it was like 7am and the poor woman um they they put in like a little like IV tube so they can feed fluid into you when they're doing MRIs um and she was trying to get that into my vein and it kept collapsing so when there's not enough blood flowing through and stuff like that they can just basically fold in on themselves and yeah, she tried twice in my arm. And then she went down to my wrist and then back up. And after the fourth time, I started to feel a bit faint. So they put me on a stretcher. They rolled me out to ultrasound and they had to ultrasound my vein to get it in. And then mm-hmm. they took me back for the MRI. And the woman's like, I don't understand how she couldn't have got this. Your veins are massive. And I was like, calm down, lady. <laughs> like, just let
0: I, me go. At one point, you weren't like, just give me the fucking thing. I got this. And you're all, <laughs> it, ten- it's not that hard.
1: But like... It's not that hard, Karen. Exactly. It. But like, it was definitely a case of... Um, like, if I had have known about where veins were, which I do now, um, I probably could have done it. Let's be honest.
0: I think I just found a new Foster's commercial. Yeah! Austin in an American hospital. Okay, okay, follow me here. The I'm nurse fine. can't get the vein. The Austin goes, I night, it's not that hot. Boom, puts it in, looks at the camera goes... Uh, fosters australian for beer and then takes a fosters can and <laughs> <laughs> crushes it on their head and
1: then there's just a fosters like keg just dripping everywhere. yeah and, and the then, then it pans
0: out and there's fosters cans it's like fosters australian for beer <laughs> i did it guys hey fosters if you want to contact me uh first one's free but uh the rest foster's after that you're gonna have
2: to fucking pay me that cheddar
0: <laughs> I, I have them all up here. I got, I got hundreds more. Fosters, it's really easy. Your advertising is super fucking easy. I could do this all day. I'm like a fucking monkey at a typewriter.
1: Fosters, so, all these look like junkies to Americans. <laughs>
0: I'm
2: the most confused right now.
0: Fosters, Australians will do their own phlebotomies. Um, so what, 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 what drew you to piercing? Was it something where obviously you have piercings of your own? So was it mm-hmm. something where you got your piercings first? And mm-hmm. that's what piqued the interest because I feel mm-hmm. like that seems like a like a pretty common denominator for that, right? Like I think oh, I yeah. could do this.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like all of my clients are like, "Oh, I'd love to be a piercer." Um it's it started at a mm-hmm. young age. I started getting piercings and tattoos. It actually started all the way back in primary school. I had this really cool teacher at a nose piercing and a couple of tattoos and he was just the nicest dude and I got along with him so well. And I was like, oh, I'd really love to get into something like that. And I remember like, you know, telling my parents about it and they were like, oh, that's not a real job. And then I went and got real jobs doing like fashion retail and ended up going to shit. And I ended up leaving one uh, prematurely. And I went to a tattoo expo that weekend after I quit. And there was a company there like piercing and they had signs saying that they wanted people full training provided. So put my name down had the job interview and within like three days I had the job like they were really happy with how I went um you know and yeah it just sort of it happened basically overnight and for six years I've literally been living the dream like it is an amazing job but what people don't realize is it is a lot more than just shoving needle through skin
0: because
1: a lot of like there's a lot of angles and there's anatomy that goes into it and there's so much care and precision that goes into what we do. Like you get a lot of like, Oh, being a piercer would be sick. Hey. And people just don't understand that it's not just putting needles through skin. You've got to think of how it's going to sit, what it's going to look like, how it's going to heal, making sure people heal it correctly. There is so much more than people know. Um, And I think that's what irks me a little bit about it is people are just like, Oh, being a piercer would be cool. And it's like, no, it's, A lot of hard work. I'm six years in and I'm still learning every single day.
0: Is it something where you do it independently or do you do it out of the shop?
1: Um, So I do. I'm working out of an established studio at the moment. One of the best studios in Melbourne called Cherry Core. And we specialize in high-end piercing. So using genuine gold, genuine diamonds, genuine stones, real fancy high-end stuff. Um, Over there, you guys have something called the APP, which is the Association of Professional Piercers. Um, mm-hmm. we run our studios above their standards and then it's like the oh fucking get
0: standards. wrecked app
1: yeah so um we also have our own branch of it over here now we have mm-hmm. the aupp um and annually in las vegas actually they hold a conference which i doubt will be going ahead this year unfortunately but i will be yeah. in las vegas next year for that conference so, the aupp
0: yeah. P-P sounds like something like a you peepee hey you peepee
1: that's what i thought too initially i was just like hey you peepee i've got a friend's band who's like they called the motion below and every time i hear them i'm like that sounds like a bowel movement
0: (laughs) so piercing phlebotomy that's pretty that's actually pretty cool i've i i had a friend who did phlebotomy he didn't last very long i think it's not that he couldn't do it i think it was just he just didn't like working (laughs) i think it was just he just didn't like having a job but phlebotomy seems really cool Mm-hmm. as someone I, I can definitely like see the relation in seeing it done or getting it done to you and being like i think i can do that because it's just mm-hmm. like all the sh- fucking times i've been had to get mm-hmm. ivs and stuff like that it's, it definitely seems like like something that if you're doing it on a regular basis or getting it done on a regular basis that you you've got a, a little more you've got the stomach for it i guess because yeah. not everybody's it, gonna yeah, have the stomach it done,
1: for it. no like i can't i can't get blood tests i can't get needles i am the world's biggest sook and i'll be the first person to admit it like every time I, I got to watch
0: all that stuff. Uh, I got to nah. watch every single time I get blood drawn. I got to watch every single time. Like one time I had to get an ingrown toenail like taken care of. So they had to cut off half of my toenail and I had to watch like, I, I can't No, So not watching it, the anticipate, the a- anticipation, the anticipation <laughs> makes the pain 10 times worse that I need to watch it happening.
1: I have my distraction tactics. So I know what, what stops me from thinking about it. Um, but yeah, it is definitely, for me, it used to be, I was just afraid of needles. Now it's like a control thing. It's like, I'm not in control of this situation. I'm not in control of the variables and I don't like that. So like when I got tested, I got, um, a blood test recently, actually just to, um, prove my hepatitis status for the course. Cause we have to be immune. Um, and I was watching her and asking her questions this time, but every time we like, cause I see the same woman, she's like. You know, you use needles that are like three times the size of what we do. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make this any less scary. Like you're coming at me and not the other way around, lady. Like just let me be. <laughs> I have no control in this situation. Exactly it. And that's all it is now is it's a control thing. But like I can't watch videos of people piercing online and things like that. I can't do it. But when I'm in that room and I'm piercing somebody, it's like I am a hundred percent there and in the moment. It's it's weird.
0: I did enjoy your tweet the other day talking about you're watching training videos and you're like, there are plenty of violations in this video. Oh yeah, i have be letting my trainer know indeed. about this.
2: Yeah, I was looking <laughs> at it like, oh,
1: holy mother of God! <laughs> like it is because, like, like I said, we like we work to standards like using sterile gloves and things. So we go above and beyond for what we do. So to sit there and have somebody like doing what she's doing, and I was just like. Was it an
0: American video? Was it an American? No,
1: no, it's all uh, okay. Australian. Yeah, all Australian.
0: Was it the APP, not the AUPP? Because no. we all know <laughs> a bunch of fucking crash pandas over here. <laughs> and over like steak oil.
1: No, they're from Mexico. All
0: right. All right. So, bad. piercing and me it's a pretty badass combo, pretty it badass is. trade. You definitely get a chance to. To talk about something a lot cooler than when people like I work at a casino and it's like, oh, we're gonna casino, like, oh, that must be super cool. I'm like, no, not really. I hang out in an office all night and then I kick people out eventually. And they're like, Oh, that's <laughs> kind of stupid. And I'm like, Yeah, I know. I just told you it wasn't that cool, but you're like a motherfucking put shit in people all the time, needles and greens and shit. And they're like, Oh, that's cool, tell me more. Like nobody ever asked me, Oh, tell tell me tell me more about your boring job.
2: <laughs> so I respect it, but it's one of my three fears in life. Really? What are the others? two? Uh okay, so yeah, I fucking hate needles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, creepy ass dolls. Yeah, one hundred percent. And not just most people think it's because of Annabelle. No, I was terrified of them before that. Annabelle mm. just didn't help.
0: Uh, Bob's yeah. Big Boy doll is one of the scariest dolls ever. And
2: then, <laughs> dangly feet roller coasters. Oh, Bob, see, I love dolls. them. Yeah. Can't fucking do them. Nah, I love Can't them.
0: Can't fucking do them. I feel what if you so have really long popular. legs?
2: And you just <laughs> your legs like, are gone. If I'm fully enclosed in a cart, different story. But if my legs are exposed, I'm fucking out.
1: Yeah, I'm the other way around. I love I love dangly leg rides, but I can't. I like carts. Freak me out because I'm always scared I'm going to fall out of them.
0: I can't be behind a a, a logging truck. Final <laughs> Destination ruined that. For
1: oh me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made yeah. the mistake my first time going overseas. I made the mistake of watching Final Destination a couple of nights before. Oh, bad times.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah that's not a you Get on a
2: plane
1: before yeah. like <laughs> zero was... out of ten. And then what's like eight-hour flight for you? Yeah, and just then when like, we were flying, a friend was just like, when it came to landing, it was like, oh, it's the worst thing ever. And they were like really chalking it up. And I was like, petrified of landing, and it was fine. And I started crying from elation. It was so <laughs> Excuse mean. me, Stuart.
0: Excuse me, Stuart. I will take every one of the free alcohols you will allow me.
1: <laughs> I was 16, so I couldn't do that.
2: <laughs> I'm.
0: Oh, the laws are different in Australia. Give me your alcohol. <laughs> oh,
2: Mama needs different.
0: All right, let's hop into topic number two, which is, I think, going to be one of the best topics because I have been watching The Young and The Wrestlers, one of the pop culturist uh, podcasts. And you were on a
2: podcast talking about wrestling.
0: I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do love the podcast. Uh, what you... I Okay, so I, I fucked up his name last time. How, how do you say his name?
1: Ryan Vincent. Brian,
0: Brian or Ryan? Ryan ryan i love what you and ryan do i love the podcast i love both your energy the way you guys beat off each other is fucking amazing and yeah. i think it's generally one of my favorite podcasts not only to listen to but to actually like watch you guys talk about it so but what i want to talk about is is gonna i mean we'll, we'll get into a little bit of general wrestling but mm-hmm. as an average wrestling fan what was it like seeing the wwe adapt to the covid pandemic i know tommy i'm so sorry and go to taping events without an audience like was that something where it was like, I'm really happy we're still getting WWE? Or was that something like like you're putting fucking Dijon mustard on vanilla ice cream? Yeah.
1: Look, I was excited initially. I think it was really good to see them adapt to the circumstances. <clears throat> um, and initially, it was really funny. They were doing the right things. And I think as it's progressed, it's just slowly started to take its toll. And it's really just... It's not doing much anymore, especially with things like um, WrestleMania was, was held in an empty arena. Usually, you know, WrestleMania has like hundreds of thousands of fans in a big old arena and they like, you know, big theatrics and all that sort of stuff. And just having none of that and going back to the bare basics was, it was very different, but I think it's beneficial for wrestling because it really makes the wrestling tell the story again instead of them just like, obviously like you can tell in our name, our name is a giant pun about the young and the wrestlers, obviously the young and the wrestlers. Like we play a lot into the storylines of the WWE and we really like analyze that and like pull it apart. Um, And just having the whole thing come down to like, you know, because there's no fan interaction there, they have to tell that story in the ring through what they're saying and what they're doing. It really sort of brought it back back to what it used to be for me instead of just being like a tv show it's actually wrestling again Mm -hmm. and i've loved it for the most part um until some recent events happened um and now it's kind of like oh i i feel like the novelty's dead and they're trying their hardest to make it engaging and things like that like they had at wrestlemania they had an amazing boneyard match with the undertaker um I actually was,
2: watched that match.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. It was basically like a mini movie, like a little B grade horror thing with um, basically a buried alive match. <clears throat> it was the coolest thing, um, which I thought was great to give it something. But now it's like you know they've got a new pay per view coming up, and the way they're trying to market it is instead of climbing a ladder to get like a a belt hanging or oh, a briefcase hanging from the roof. They have to climb the entire WWE headquarters up the roof, and then the ladder. So, like, I think they're really trying to do their best to make it interesting, but it's really elevator. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's really losing its novelty. It really is. Like the the novelty has worn off, and it's kind of it's kind of going nowhere. And so
0: it was. They got to do a little editing with some of those, though. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah,
0: some so, of them they so, were doing
1: live, some of them they edited, and they're back the, to Like the
0: John everything. Cena one, right? John Cena and, was it The Freak?
1: Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Firefly House match was, that was interesting.
0: He got to see, wasn't it basically like going through like John Cena's past and shit like that?
1: Yeah, exactly it. It was basically a huge old nostalgia fest of like, Different little <clears throat> triumphs and tribulations of John Cena's career, and then like nobody knows if he exists anymore. Although he did tweet earlier today, so he's probably still alive, but where we don't.
0: I just know. would really love him to cut his hair back how it was because John Cena with longer hair is the weirdest fucking thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, he,
1: he really looks like <laughs> some, I don't know, he looks like he's taken over Donald Trump, but on like The Apprentice.
0: Yeah. Just, don't. Um, don't. <laughs> So, the wild thing about that was I've either heard it was great or it was horrible. I haven't heard anybody be like, oh it was okay like I, I it was like it's so polarizing, but I like the concept like the way that the wwe adapted to it, I think was fucking perfect like oh, yeah, listen it's it's not gonna be the same, but we're gonna get to have a little fun with it and like we get gronk, yeah, <laughs> gronk gets to be what was it oh. uh what champion champion yeah the 20 like gronkowski just randomly just just like you know what Jumped fuck this i'm not announced anymore yeah pins pins the people becomes a 24-7 champ i can't believe they didn't have any strippers there for him to, to flip around yeah. like he was <laughs> like he was doing when he broke his arm yeah. you know like but i think that like shit like that's like super cool to have these more like people who are more in pop culture come in as well mm-hmm. we got to do some fun stuff with it like you said the john cena theme um mm-hmm. but yeah you're right that novelty does seem like it would run out quickly it does oh, yeah. seem like it, it would be like okay that was great and we appreciate you guys trying but you know it feels like a lot of this stuff especially the wrestlemania is definitely meant for something like you said with an arena packed with thousands of people going fucking bonkers
1: yeah yeah 100 percent
0: tell tommy Yo, Tommy runs a podcast called fighting words, anchor.com or anchor anchor.fm slash fighting words,
2: to, fighting dash words,
0: uh, fighting, fighting dash words, there's fighting words. words. So Tommy, what's your take on all the, all, on all, all the rest of stuff? Cause I know you've talked about some of it as well. So
2: for, on a WWE standpoint, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to wrestling. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there now. Uh, that's why whenever I talk about wrestling, I have one of my friends on there. Yeah. But <laughs> I respect it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're like, okay. They're the only, and I hate to call it like a sport because it's athletic, but you know what I mean. They're the only type of like sporting event mm. going on right now. Yeah. So there's that aspect to it that I absolutely respect and that they're, taking precautions making sure everyone's safe Mm -hmm. and all that like if someone's sick obviously they're not going to be working at that time like yeah people like doing all of that i don't see why they shouldn't operate because i know there's a lot of backlash online it's like oh just close don't operate what the fuck are you doing i'm like no, if they're taking precautions, let's, like, let's yeah. keep the ball rolling here.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's closed sets. It, it's very um, – they, they're taking it seriously. Like people like, for instance, Roman Reigns is a leukemia survivor. But because of that, he is compromised, which means he is not wrestling at the moment. He's staying home. Yeah. He's isolating. So they are definitely taking care of their staff in that respect. Um, and it is like, you know, obviously we need something to distract us from what's going on at the moment. You need that sort of entertainment. And with almost all sporting events being gone at the moment, it is like the only sport that is going. And because they do have those parameters Mm -hmm. in place and they are limiting who's there at any given time recording and things like that, um, it's it's definitely the, I guess it's the lesser of two evils in that respect.
2: For sure. And I think that in that way, they're going to bring in, far more fans than mm. they're gonna piss off. Like there's gonna be people that aren't gonna be happy. They're like, mm. why are you doing this? Think of the wrestler's health and all that. Because which the children I'm sure that's exactly the what children. they're thinking of. And then they're also <laughs> thinking of the wrestler's livelihood that's like you don't work, you don't get paid.
1: But you mean, need that money but then you say that and there's been a big controversy recently with uh the wwe letting go of a lot of superstars
2: oh a lot
0: of people
1: yeah they're furloughed so far that i've read there's been 30 people that have been furloughed and then on top of that the entire nxt brand apart from people with higher like higher ranked contracts um the entire nxt brand has been cut for the time being so it is just SmackDown and raw there's no third brand um and it's it's really shitty, especially considering that, you know, Vince McMahon has just been labelled one of the people advising Donald Trump on, um, on you know. Getting sporting regen- events back. Yeah, up. yeah, regenerating the economy. And this is a man who is XFL just went bankrupt. Yeah. Like, you know, it's clearly not the right person to be doing this. Um, so there is a lot of backlash about that because it's like, you know, you've let all these people go just so you can make more money type thing. Um, and it's devastating because you do see videos of people like, you know, superstars bawling their eyes out, knowing that they've been cut, but they still have to go and do tapings and things like that until, they're, you know, their last show and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, that's um, super shitty.
1: Yeah. So initially There's no denying that. Yeah, initially it wasn't so bad, but since all of this has come to light in the past sort of week... It's it's gone to shit, and like I said, like I'm at the point now where I'm so jaded by it that I don't really want to watch wrestling at the moment. It's kind of like almost like a boycott, and their mm-hmm. ratings are at an all time low at the moment because of it too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's definitely sort of like I think I think they're digging their own grave at the moment, and I don't imagine like I don't imagine they're gonna stop, but I don't imagine they're gonna care too much. Two
0: words, Fight
2: Island, bro. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited what if fight they island? did
0: a fight island and then they put all the people who got furloughed on the island and said the last one to be alive wins and they air it on the dark web because it's in the international waters and
2: <laughs> hey, you put a contract on a briefcase hanging up
0: yeah, put it up be like knock him out yeah. kill him i mean you do you do you we're gonna get some fucking ratings up in here yeah Maybe ask AEW if they want to join in too. Hey, Cody Rhodes, <laughs> you want to come in and get in this action? Okay, uh, AEW though. I do want to talk about AEW because yes. I listen. I'm not, I'm not really a wrestler watcher. I'll see a theme here or there, but one thing I do love is Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. and his wife. Their their grind mm-hmm. and commitment mm-hmm. and just fucking hutzva mm-hmm. is one of the most not only entertaining but inspiring themes, Like I follow Cody Rhodes and I follow a bunch of like Kenny Omega and a bunch of other AEW wrestlers, just cause like they, they have no quit. Mm-hmm. They have literally no quit. Like mm-hmm. even when the odds were stacked against them, they were like, no, we're going to keep doing it. We don't yeah. care. Like yeah. we'll, we'll go bankrupt. And yeah. somehow they were able to make this wild empire. That's thriving mm-hmm. and hasn't been bought out by the WWE yet. And just killed. Oh, they and it, yeah. And is doing like, it's They're inspiring. What are a- you thoughts to a- AW? A- 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 a-
1: AEW are financially better off than the WWE are because they have Mm -hmm. better backers and richer backers. Um, If We're talking numbers. I Mm -hmm. think like AEW's, uh, there's a guy called Tony Khan and his dad that are are financing it. And they're like, I think, like collectively Tony Khan and his dad are like, you know, $6 million, like $6 billion um, in the green, whereas Vince only gets about a milli, like a year. So financially, they're a lot better off Um, and they are taking a lot of the WWE superstars. Like they've recently just picked up um, Matt Hardy um, Mm -hmm. and uh, Luke Harper just went across as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see superstars come across that have been furloughed from the WWE as well. Um, AEW are definitely doing the no crowd thing better because they're using their superstars to be in the stands. Like you have like, you know, the good guys on one side and the bad guys on the other. But there's some crowd interaction there with that going on. And they're still like, they're social distancing while they're at it as well. So Mm -hmm. I think like AEW are handling it a lot better. They are the WWE's only direct um, competition. So it really is, um, it's like it's one of those things as well. Like, you know, a lot of people are like you either love it or you hate it you're one or the other. Whereas I, I appreciate both because they're both doing their own thing in their own ways and sure they're competing, but you know, one stands out for one reason while another stands out for another reason. And like, I don't know. I just, at the moment, I'm definitely finding AEW a bit more engaging and because mm-hmm. it is more wrestling focused as well. It's um, and they have like, you know, WWE is heavily like, you do what we tell you, whereas AEW is like, you know, we will run with what you want to do. So Mm -hmm. it's really interesting how, you know, wrestlers can adapt and be themselves and be happy in their jobs doing that. So I do favour AEW at the moment. Um, And yeah, like you said, like Cody, Brandy, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, um, Chris Jericho, like they're all just working their asses off to make an amazing product and they're doing a great job because they've been doing it for so long.
0: I got two things to say number one <laughs> chris jericho and all his dad bob fucking glory i know like every I'm time gonna... i see him without his shirt in an AEW promo or something that cody like or A- the AEW twitter posts yeah. i'm just like jesus christ jericho what yeah. is happening but i love it and then second who the fuck is mjf and why do i oh. stand him so hard
1: MJF is like the world's best heel. Like the
0: world's oh best heel. Oh my God. He looks like it. I've seen some. Of, there was mm-hmm. a video or there was a picture that he took with a kid who wanted his autograph and he signed it. And as they were taking a picture, he's just flipping off the kid. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: video. Yeah. Like eight year old. Yeah. Yeah. That's MJF to a T. So the whole thing is he was initially one of the good guys. and He was one of Cody Rhodes' best mates and he turned on him. And he's obviously part of Les Champion now and Chris Jericho's crew and they chris jericho does a cruise every year where people can buy tickets and then go on a cruise and mingle with wrestlers and stuff like that and it's awesome and apparently on this cruise um somebody i know like through the pop culture went, and he was saying that on the cruise like you know mjf is like properly hated like that guy's almost been stabbed by crowds. People throw shit <laughs> up at him. Like, he's properly hated. And apparently, like, when everybody tried, like anybody tried to step up or say something to him, he'd just be like, what? You want to lock up and try and fight people? Like, he is 100% through and through, 24-7, this bad dude that just wants to beat the shit out of everyone and cares about nobody but himself. And that's what makes him so appealing is, like, he's, like, You know, back in the day, there was no such thing as breaking the fourth wall and wrestlers didn't have Instagrams and stuff like that. And you couldn't see their behind the scenes lives and stuff like that. Like, you know, that's why The Undertaker was so mysterious for so long. Um, Mm -hmm. MJF is doing that. Like he's through and through just like on social media, in real life, living that like, I'll kick your ass because I don't care about anybody but me. And it is the best fucking thing nobody does it like this guy like to the point where this guy is like almost getting stabbed by people for it like you know you're doing your job properly when people hate you that much
0: yeah i don't even watch wrestling and i know about him and i'm just like Mm -hmm. i'm so in love with this this guy and 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 this like his character if you will like i just think that's fucking awesome he's the john jones of wrestling
1: yeah, and it started with simple things like tweets about Minus like. Minus the
2: coke.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it started with things like you know
0: talking and shit about DUIs. Dand, yeah, D&D and, and Maybe Heather the steroids.
2: Yeah, yeah, almost maybe. killing a
0: pregnant woman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and running back and getting the the money and drugs and then running again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy. So he's nothing like John Jones, but no. <laughs> he
0: is, Tommy.
2: He's like he yeah is.
1: he's the most hated person in the wrestling industry no matter who you are and he does it so well.
0: So But well. like I said like Cody Rhodes and AEW and everything that that him and his his crew have mm-hmm. created I think is
1: it's, phenomenal. It's, and it's fucking, it's yeah. as fuck too. Like they had, there's one match where like Kenny Omega bought out a giant fucking trampoline, but instead of having the trampoline thing on it, it was covered in fucking barbed wire, and him and John Moxley threw themselves through it. Like they've done some <laughs> hectic shit. Yeah, and it's like there's just nothing like it. You know, obviously wwe is super pg whereas aew not so much so they can get away with things like that you know they can have blood on their screens and like they have like it's been a blood fest these guys are literally bleeding for their industry and it's it's more engaging especially with I, like having new talent and stuff coming out too
0: i think one other thing to to, to just say one of the other things that i respect about cody Rhodes is i saw an interview where uh Someone tried to ask him, like, you know, is there bad blood between you and Vince McMahon and the WWE and blah blah blah? And he's like, no. He's like, no. I I I deserve to be cut. Plus, I was horribly out of shape. I wasn't working out. He's like, it it was time. Vince made the right choice. Blah blah blah. And mm. I just I like that he didn't per, like perpetuate that per, perpet perpetuate. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, English perpetuate. <laughs> um, like to have this weird feud to get like views for aew he's like nah fuck that i don't need this feud in order to get people to come to aew and to like exactly
1: us right. exactly right
0: well, all right the
2: competition is also good for both
1: yeah exactly well, right
0: it's a healthy because well, in the past the wwe Vince McMahon just bought out their competition right and then they just exactly. lay everybody off yeah
1: so exactly right
0: it's 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 wild that AEW has lasted this long, but it, it's also yeah. I think Cody Rhodes is just so set in his ways too.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is like there there's no way in hell they can be bought out by the WWE because they're
0: worth more than the WWE.
2: There's also yep. monopoly laws against it.
0: Mm. There's monopoly laws in wrestling against wrestling.
2: As a business, on a business level, mm.
0: I mean, like WWE was the monopoly for years, so how come they weren't?
2: I don't right. know all of it. I just know that it's the same example. Like people tried to claim that when UFC bought Strike Force and lawsuits happened because of it. Mm. Uh, like, okay. There, if they were able to do that, there would be lawsuits one way or another.
0: <clears throat> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Jem. Yes. this has been a fucking action packed. We had phlebotomy. We had mm-hmm. piercing. Wrestling on WWE and a e w. We had all fronts left, right, up, down, cats dogs. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you I appreciate you uh, working with the uh, the Australia to America time zones and shit like that Ooh. as well. Oh, I always appreciate when you guys do it. that.
1: You know, almost
0: right what time now. is it over there right now?
1: Yeah, right now it's two fifty six pm.
0: Oh Jesus Christ, yeah, never mind. I take back it's my hard thank for you me. On, <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> on Sunday.
1: What? So I'm coming I take from that the back right now.
0: It yeah. is
2: one AM for me right now.
1: Wow. Yeah, Tommy stays
0: up late for us. He loves us. Oh, but, so Jim, where can the people find you? Just plug um, everything out.
1: All right. So you can find me on Twitter and uh, gem the Piercer at the on everything. Um hashtag the young and the wrestlers, uh Cherrycore. Um if you Google at CherryCore.au, um, AU, you can find us all on everything for my piercing work. Um, otherwise, just yeah, find me on Twitter and I'll send you the links to everything.
0: Perfect. Once again, that's the Young and the Wrestlers part of the Pop Culturist. Is, is it said to say Podcast Network? Sorry. Is it is it safe to call Pop Culturist like a podcast network? Oh yeah, yeah. So podcasts. we do the wrestling
1: podcast, and we also have another yes. one called For the Players, which is our PlayStation podcast, mm-hmm. um, where we talk about everything uh, PlayStation. You can see Ryan and Max do that every Saturday. Uh, we do stream our shows live to Twitch, so that all that That's, information.
0: That's uh, Twitch TV Pop Culturist or Twitch TV slash the.
1: Not Pop culturists
0: okay the pop culture is cool yeah because because the twitter was just pop culture so i wanted to make sure yeah
1: twitter's the odd one out everything else is about (laughs) pop culturists yeah um so yeah you can you can catch us live for either show um join in the conversation we love interacting with you guys so yeah
0: Perfect. Let's uh let's let's jump in that sweet nasty outro. As always, if you would like to support the podcast and listening, please check out our anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation: ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, 99 or four ninety nine or $9.99 per month. You can cancel at any time. Next up, find us on all social media at dadsbeardsnerds, or if you'd like to be part of our ever growing Discord community, you're gonna find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Last up, you're going to find George at G Hioko on Twitter and that guy, George1337 on Insta. You're going to find Tommy on Twitter at Nightwing593. On Instagram, Nightwing5930. You're going to find me, Anthony, at Dabob Plays on all social medias. Until next time, am Anthony. I'm Tommy. And uh, have a good night.